Greetings, and welcome to Beef Sticks Podcast. From my consensual penis to your ear holes. My name is Pasty White, and I'm here tonight with my lovely, beautiful, voluptuous co-host, The Fat Mac. And I am here with my unconsenting testicles. <laughs> your penis is consensual, but your testicles are not. My testicles want nothing to do that... with it. They don't, they don't touch that. They don't want to touch it. You can swing that penis, but stop before the testicles slap into it. <laughs> testicles want nothing to do with this woman. They know where she's been. For those of you who are like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> you obviously have not looked at your internet this week as trending worldwide. Enzo Amore, a.k.a. Real One, released a new music video. Burning everybody in his path, really just tearing into everything, all the controversy, wrestling fans living in their parents' basements, sitting on the couch and doing their detective sleuthing on their cell phones. Right. God, it's it's a good fucking song. And maybe if you guys are lucky, we'll play it for you at the end of the episode. Maybe. Maybe. You have to be good. You have to be good, folks. And you have to stick yeah. with us. Stick with us to the end. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. you damn right. <laughs> now I gotta figure out where the fuck I saved it. <laughs> oh. Mm. Did I put it here? Did I put it with the, with the Willy Wonka stuff? Because we dropped our newest episode <laughs> of Buttered Pop Culture on Tuesday. Buttered Pop Culture on Tuesday. Well, you know, it was the, it was the holiday week, so we couldn't do it Monday. That was Memorial Day. Okay, okay. So we dropped it I did not Tuesday. do Something Wonka This Way came. It's a wild adventure. Heard some good things about it already. Already got some controversy on it. That's always good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you guys want to know about, uh, well, taking a look back at the history of Willy Wonka cinematically thus far, as well as the future of the Willy Wonka cinematic universe. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Go check that shit out. Only at the butt pull cult. It's good stuff. Oh, that ain't it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. That's good stuff not today. You want to knock out <laughs> our uh, sponsors real quick while I try to find out where it is? Sponsors? <laughs> You must be talking about Monster Woman Clothing! Rawr. Man, I've never seen such high-quality vinyl decals in my life. I need them. I need them surrounding me and inside of me and on my fucking face. (laughs) Just fork it over. Give me that high-quality merchandise. Corey Matthews on Facebook, a.k.a. The CEO of Monster Wear Clothing. He gives you a great deal, excellent turnaround times, and the highest quality product you could possibly ask for. You don't got a product of your own that you want decals of? Fuck! He'll plagiarize products for you and give you whatever you want at a fraction of the cost of your favorite musicians and companies would charge you for said product. As well as custom t-shirts. 
and hand-painted hockey masks. That's right, folks. Hockey season is right around the corner. Don't want to miss out on that shit. Anything you want, they can hook it up, and they have great, great, great people on board. And they're ready to make you just around the corner. They they (laughs) literally just had the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I was half paying attention and that threw me off. All right, sorry, I I apologize. (laughs) Go ahead. I'll shut up. Yes. No, that's fine. I think I got my point across. Damn right. And if you like the music, feel free to check out his record label, Psycho Sane Entertainment. For all the newest in Minnesota underground wicked hip-hop, you don't want to miss out. That's Psycho Sane. S-Y-K-O-S-A-N-E. Entertainment, folks. He's got all kinds of his own merchandise, too, that, hey, guess what? He makes himself. And holy shit, man. This year has been flying by, and it's hard to believe that just in a matter of a couple of short months, we'll be at the Galactic Get Down. Down south, in Houston, Minnesota. Houston, we don't have a problem. It's time to get on down to the Get Down. Brought to you by Seahorse Productions and Dead Larry, bringing you some of the best bands from the Midwest to tantalize your ears and eye holes. They always put on the best light shows, too, don't they, Fat Mac? Oh, of course. It's oh, my God. My brain tiddly. can't even fathom that. And I don't even do the things I did when I was a fucking young miscreant anymore, and my brain can still hardly fathom the light shows that appear before my eyes. When the sun goes down at the Galactic, get down. Tickets are still available, folks. A little spendy, you know, coming in at just under $100 per. But they get you a full weekend of music and camping and camaraderie with some of the best people you'll ever meet. Every year we go back and it just feels like home, surrounded by family. People you don't know, but people you know you have something in common with. Come on down, check out Frogleg and Useful Jenkins, Dead Larry, and that one guy, and so many, many more, including our personal friends, Space Monkey Mafia. Had a little interview with them last year, and maybe we'll catch up with them this year, see how things have progressed for them in the last 365. Actually, it's going to be a little bit more than that, because... Before the get-down was in July, and now it's in August. And it's going to be a scorcher. Scorcher. Down in Houston, Minnesota. Martha! Why did you say that name? Because it's a scorcher. (laughs) I don't know. The way you said Scorcha Scorcha sounded like fucking Superman saying Martha. Scorcha! (laughs) Why did you say that name? It's his mother. Your mother's name is Scorcha? That's (laughs) fucked up, man. What, is she a villain on Darkwing Duck or something? Get the fuck out of here. In the wrong fucking cinematic universe. Get over to DuckTales on Disney XD. 
Speaking of movies, I've been watching movies again this week. This week I've covered the grounds such as Fist Fight with Charlie Day and Ice Cube. You oh, ever seen that, that one? Is that not a fucking amazing movie? The the um the talent show at the it's end. It's so is terrible, but it's so great. The talent yeah, show at the end is it's just great. amazing. Like the whole time, I'm like, how the fuck are they going to make a whole movie out of this? But they did. And the, yeah, they did. And, and I laughed. A pretty good one. I laughed a lot, and then after that, I watched Central Intelligence and didn't laugh nearly half as much. Central Intelligence, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, it." Um, I didn't like the ending of that one either. Well, it it definitely wasn't the movie I thought it was gonna be for sure. Yeah, like the whole thing about is you know they they didn't they didn't sell it as a is he or isn't he sort of fugitive sort of movie. You know, is right. The Rock the bad guy or the good guy? Like, I thought that was an unnecessary plot. I wanted it to be more comical and less action. It was just weird seeing The Rock being, like, stuck in his childhood and annoying. Like, I didn't... It seemed to me more like they wanted John Cena for the role. <laughs> but got The Rock instead. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was it was an okay movie. I watched it to the end, but it was, yeah, it was one of those things where it was like... It oh. wasn't as good as Fist Fight. And I didn't realize Fist Fight was a great movie until after I watched Central Intelligence and I didn't laugh half as much. Oh, yeah. Well, I knew it was going to be a great movie with Ice Cube and Charlie Day is one of my favorite actors of all time. I'm so excited about the Batista movie that he's in. It's Charlie Day. Yeah. And, um, and Jeff Goldblum's going to be in it and... It's Hotel like Artemis. Artemis. I'm so fucking stoked for that. I'm sure it's going to disappoint me, but I'm stoked for it. <laughs> There's so many good names in it, though, so for it to be a shitty movie would be pretty pretty disappointing. It is. Top to bottom, it's just like... Mm. It's fucking stacked. And I like the it's premise like... of it. I like there to be this, this hospital just for bad guys, you know, and then like... You know, then, of course, there's one main bad guy who's following people. I'm not giving spoilers, folks. This is all in the trailer. But I love the fact that, you know, Jeff Goldblum comes there, and he's like, I need him. And she's like, there's rules here. And then Jeff Goldblum's just like, if if nobody broke any rules, you wouldn't have a business. And it's just, ah, it just, oh, it looks good. It looks good. Looks. So I hope good. he's as good as he was in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> he was, I, I don't think it's... I think in Thor Ragnarok, he was just being Jeff Goldblum. And this guy doesn't look like right. he's being Jeff Goldblum. But he looks like an awesome character that Jeff Goldblum is going to make his own. Yeah. That and then cool. I ran out of comedies to watch, so I watched The Martian. And that was a really fucking good movie, too. Uh, I haven't been excited to watch that. Uh, I'm not saying I never will, but... I recommend it. Um, Matt Damon stranded Matt on Mars. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the Matt Damon when he gets stuck on Mars. Fuck yeah, something like 565 days. And that's Mars days. I don't even know how much longer or shorter Mars days that's are than Mars Earth days. days. They would be, I think they'd be shorter because <laughs> isn't Mars smaller than Earth? Yeah. Are you sure they're Mars days and they're not Earth days? Well, they call them souls. They don't call them days. Okay, so yeah, that would be rotations of the sun. Solar rotations, mm-hmm. yeah. So it would be Mars days. So it's probably a week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a really good movie, though, and I highly recommend it to anybody who's into the sci-fi outer to me, space. It feels like, to me, it feels like it's just fucking Castaway in space, and I'm not excited It's so to watch much Castaway. better than that, though. I'm telling like, you. I like Castaway, and I like The dog. March. We were watching Cinema Sins over at my house with my son and my father, <laughs> and my, my father's like, hey, you watch this movie? I was like, nope. My son was like, nope. 
was like, you watch it? He's like, nope. <laughs> and then we were all like, eh. Were you watching not, the Castaway one? Not planning on Everything it. Yeah, yeah, we were watching Cast- the Castaway I just watched that today, actually. That's yeah. what I was watching when we started messaging back <laughs> we and forth about like, the show tonight. We were just like, no, nope, I don't want to watch it either. It's probably a great movie. I don't want to watch it. It's pretty good. There's There's great movies that I don't have to watch. This isn't fucking communist Russia. Stop it, Rusev. I think uh, up next on my list of movies to watch is probably Interstellar. I don't know. I'm feeling that call to space that I need sci-fi. Good sci-fi in my life. Watch Coco if you haven't watched that. That is just an awesome, beautiful, amazing movie. I don't wanna. Coco's worth it. You don't even have to watch it with the kids. It is a very, um, very good movie. I've still been sitting on... I'm sitting on Avengers and Black Panther at my house, and I've still never fucking popped the shit in. Christ. I haven't had any time. I haven't had time. Avengers is a fucking seven-hour movie. It's as long as WrestleMania. It's not even three hours long. It's, it's like not even... Two and a half. I like how you say it's not even three hours long. Your average movie is an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> no, not anymore. Come on. Where have you been since Your the average 90s? movie is... Your tent poles aren't, but your average movie is. Your tent poles are long. No, I was actually kind of disappointed with how short Infinity War was. I'm like, come on, in, in a world where three-hour movies are kind of becoming the norm, yeah, but why only, wouldn't you It's only part take one, it so it's technically going to be like a fucking, you know, five- or six-hour movie. Right, right. Because right. it's only part one. You got to watch Deadpool yet, buddy. Check that one out. That one is definitely worth worth the money. It's, it's in the works once I can find a decent version. <laughs> But I can't, so I'm not going to watch a shitty fucking guy can't even keep the camera centered on the fucking screen. I'll wait a while. That's my only spoiler. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I watched something on YouTube that spoiled it for me. Did you? Yeah. Okay. For those of you who don't know, they show a fucking baby penis! (laughs) They do, legit. That's That's not me being funny either. That's what I'm referencing, is that they show a baby's penis on there. Straight there, just, like, multiple times. Just, they even do the basic instinct thing, where he's crossing his net legs, and then he uncrosses them, whips the penis out, and then crosses it back the other way. (laughs) Yep. Yep, there's there's a baby penis in that movie. Spoilers! (laughs) Some people were like, I don't know that... That Deadpool 2 was edgy enough, and I'm just like, they put a baby's penis in there! (laughs) You don't see a lot of penises in movies to begin with! (laughs) Let alone some fucking toddler cock swaying around. (laughs) It's just not normal. Hmm. Good shit, though. Good shit. A lot of cocaine. Good movie, all in all. Oh. The only thing I want to know that hasn't been said since the movie came out is, is Peter W. Peter Wonder? No. No? No. At least not yet? No. Talking about Deadpool? Yeah. No. 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 He's just, uh... Just, just no. 
Try to make me go to rehab. I, I, think say. That, I think they really purposely made him to just be just what he is. Like, I think they completely just picked the most normal guy with the most normal name. That makes and sense. Just, and then doing the Peter W. thing to get fanboys talking and speculating. I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him even having a, a, a last name or a last initial or nothing. I don't know that that's in the movie. It was, it was, that was on his, uh, his, his Twitter page. It's, it's YouTube's, or it's, Deadpool's second following, oh, the per- second person Deadpool followed that's, that's on a social Service media thi- thing. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. I was gonna yep. say yep. I didn't notice that. And everybody and again, saw the W and they're like, "Oh, that's Peter Wonder." Somehow I fucking missed uh, Brad Pitt being in the movie, also. So fuck. What are you gonna do? No, good movie. What good you movie. gonna do, brother? Okay. They they completely decided to make it their own, so you can't go in with any thoughts of the comic book X Force at all, <laughs> because they they completely bastardized any part of any comic verse. But since since Deadpool is so meta, this is one of the things where I feel like you know what? Okay, if they're just gonna make this their own Deadpool universe, then just do it. You don't you don't have to follow the comics right. at all. There's there's a ton of little nods, winks, and Easter eggs for the the comic book lovers. But, honestly, even, like, the biggest plot point in this movie, they don't even reference in this movie, which is weird, but, yeah. <laughs> like, like if this was, if any of these people were the comic book people, it would be the biggest point of the whole fucking thing, and they don't even mention that. <laughs> they just gloss over it, so, I'm not spoiling <laughs> nothing, that's as much as I can say, but, that was the biggest thing where I was just like, yeah, that was, Whatever. I was like, that was like five months worth of comics that crossed over through the whole thing, and you guys are just like, huh? <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, that that's one that when you can find a good one, you should watch it. I you know what else? done it, brother. You know what else you should Another watch? Another thing is, I uh, can't find is fucking Super Troopers 2. It's nowhere to be found. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll I'll have to see if I can find the one uh, that I had and I'll and I'll send it to you. All right. I will I will do that. What you should and of course, watch folks, is, we're uh, talking about legal streaming. Legal streaming. It's all legal. It's legal. You just can't you just can't cross the streams. That's when you get in trouble. Right. Don't cross the streams. Don't again. cross the streams. You know, and then when they cross the stream, they find out nothing bad actually happened. I know nothing happened at all. It was the biggest <laughs> letdown of the fucking movie. It was like, oh, wow, fuck that. Okay. So you mean it's better to cross the streams? Wow, this whole time we could have been crossing streams and taking everything out in a second. Damn it all. Um, You know what you can't watch, Pasty? Roseanne. I can't. I heard that was already canned, eh? Yep. Jesus Christ, man. Number one. How would they? Why? Why? You didn't hear why, or or are you being are you being rhetorical? No, I I didn't hear why. I heard it was canned. I didn't look any further into it because I hadn't started watching it anyway. So Roseanne made a comment about um about an Obama administration person who happens to be African American. And she said she looked like a cross between, like, fucking Wanda Sykes and, uh, and a Planet of the Apes character. 
So she basically called a black person an ape, which is very is a very Roseanne thing to do. But in this day and age, she should fucking know better not to do that. Cause right, it just doesn't right, sound right. good. So yeah, the day that tweet came out, it wasn't Wanda Sykes. What did she say? But yeah, the day that came out, it was like, nope, show's over. But <laughs> that being said, um, everybody that I know of who watched it said that it really wasn't the same show that it was before. And they said it was very political and it was just a very fucking political show. And it wasn't really that funny. So, um, Roseanne should have just been in disjointed like she was supposed to be, and everything would be fine. Disjointed is such a great show. I'm excited for season three. I haven't even seen season two yet. No? Mm-mm. Sleeping on it, brother. Sleeping on it. That's all right. I'm still sleeping on Gotham. By the time I get to watching it, I'm sure the half the episodes will already be gone. Oh, man. Next season of Gotham is going to be so tight. Yeah, it might. It will. It's turning. Have you played the Arkham games? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I played part of the, the one. It's turning into Arkham City. Which, I mean, if you have to go, like, pick a lady Batman to follow, I guess Arkham City... Would be a good route to go for a TV show. Yeah, I think I played the one right before that. Um, Arkham. Arkham Asylum. It didn't just take place in Arkham Asylum, though. So is that Arkham City? Yeah, yeah. Arkham, Arkham Asylum City. was the first one that took place in just okay, the I took Asylum. The second one, then. Arkham. Yeah, yeah. where you're like Mr. Freeze and take <laughs> over a spot and you gotta get him and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. The fuck? I don't like what I'm looking at. Mmm. Sorry, folks. Well, then stop looking at it. <laughs> oh, I know. When, when you're looking at stuff online and then out of nowhere, a pop-up fucking little side thing comes and it's loud volume and a blah. Y'all can't hear it because I got earbuds in, but it, it blows my ears. I actually heard it through your earbuds, so I'm sure they heard it too. <laughs> it's startling me. I'm so startled. Oh, by the way, she said she looked like a cross between a... um. Uh, Brotherhood of Muslims and uh, Planet of the Apes. So yeah, just not a good thing to do. Oh God, I don't think she should. I don't no, think not she a good thing at all. It, but I wasn't ever gonna watch it. The thing with me, when you end a series with one of the main characters dying, and then you revive the series and he's just alive for no reason, is not okay with me. <laughs> just let Great. just leave John Goodman out of it. Just let him be dead. You're gonna have flashbacks and have him come back for stuff or something. I don't know, but he could be a ghost. He can be the ghost of John Goodman. I met John Goodman once in an airport, but I didn't smoke weed with him. Well, you missed out. <laughs> Roseanne had her own fucking. Pop how about show. that fucking? How about Rose- that fucking McDonald's commercial of just John Goodman eating a fucking double cheeseburger? Never seen it, but it sounds. You like never a good seen commercial. That? It, it it pops up on YouTube. That's where I saw it. I've never. It depends on what you watch on YouTube. So you must watch a lot of McDonald's stuff. No, 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 I don't, no. I don't get any McDonald's commercials on YouTube ever. <laughs> you should look it up, John Goodman McDonald's commercial. Roseanne already had her own pot show. It was called um, wasn't it just called like Roseanne Buds or Roseanne? It was Roseanne I have no idea. something. 
Roseanne I have no idea. Joins Roseanne Weed Show. Let's look it up. I, I just know she was Folks, originally... we really have a full show prepared for you. We got tons of pages of notes <laughs> and everything. And it's just, you know, it's not even... You just don't even know. Or, or we're lying. What was Roseanne's Weed Show? How come I'm not... Oh, well, number one, I, I don't even know how to spell Roseanne, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Is Roseanne's? How come nothing's coming up? Cause the cause the movie didn't or the TV show didn't go anywhere. It was like her and her son, and it was just like them just sitting around smoking weed. It was like a half reality show or something. Maybe I made all this up and it never happened. I love when I look for shit that I that I know like details about, and it's like nothing ever happened. Maybe I'm making it up. I really can't find anything. Folks, if you're listening to this podcast and you know what the fuck I'm talking about, send us an email. (laughs) Get it out there. You can send me an email directly at fatmacbsp at gmail.com. You can email beefsticks at beefstickspodcast. Is it beefstickspodcastcsb or beefstickscsb? That's Twitter. It's beefstickscsb. What's the email? Is it beefstickspodcast then at gmail.com? Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Too many fucking things, man. If they just let me, if they let us just put one thing for everything, it would make life so much easier. Roseanne reality show. Does that come up with anything? Am I just making all this shit? Oh, Roseanne's nuts. That's what it was called. Roseanne's nuts. It is. She owned her own fucking nut thing, and she just sat around and smoked weed. Maybe it had nothing to do with weed. <laughs> Maybe I made that up too. She was just eating planters' peanuts. <laughs> I feel like I watched talking the first episode and it was stupid, but it had a lot of pot smoking in it, but maybe... Uh... I saw this excellent little meme on the internet this week, too. They have a show called Fuller House. Why no married with grandchildren? How great would that be? Because Ed O'Neill already has a successful show that's making more money than the spinoff of Married with Children uh, would ever make. I don't know. I would love the spinoff of Married with Children. I think it would be good if you had, like... Uh, Bud and Kelly as as parents and shit and and had their kids. And then you could just have um, Ed O'Neill and um, and um, uh, I can't think of her name now. All of a sudden, you're a horrible oh, person. I know, Leela. Well, you're not coming up with it either. <laughs> I'm not trying either. <laughs> well, what the fuck is her name then? What was Peg's name in real life? Peggy Bundy? <laughs> oh. oh, you can just have them two just show up from time to time. K- uh, K- Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal, there you go, yep. Steven Seagal's daughter. Yeah, they had Girl Meets World, they had Fuller House, they have Roseanne, they had whatever other. <laughs> they had it for a minute. Had it for a minute. A cup of coffee. Married with grandchildren. I would love that show. It could be Especially good. if it was know. still as misogynistic I as it was. Like, I was going to say, I feel like it's a lot like uh, Roseanne, where I don't know that it would work nowadays, because if you're doing a sitcom, you know, I mean, look at, um, they basically did the same thing with Home Improvement also, and that yeah. ended up getting canceled just because he was a Republican on the show. <laughs> and then, so A, if you're going to be on network TV, 
you have to be softcore anyways. And B, if you're going to go extreme, there's already a million TV shows that go way more extreme than Married with Children ever would. You know, that shit's been topped a time and time again. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know that there's a win in there. I think the stuff that was edgy in the late 80s, early 90s just comes off as boring now. That's why I think Girl Girl Meets World works, because Boy Meets World was not edgy at all. It was just straight, good old, family, wholesome shit. It just had great characters. So you can literally continue that nowadays and just have great characters. It was edgy. Just Topanga was sexy as hell. It's not edgy. That's her being sexy. <laughs> Nobody was ever gay. Nobody ever got pregnant out of wedlock. Nobody ever did drugs. You mean you didn't see the episode where Corey and, 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 and what's his face? Sean made out and touched tips and crossed streams. And got, and got an abortion. <laughs> No, if they if they if they made married with grandchildren, they'd probably have to reboot all in the family. And I don't think that would fly in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, that Although I'd love to see them try. I would love to see them try. Cause nowadays you already got shows like you got Always Sunny with Philadelphia, you got the Mick, you got all these shows where people are already acting way worse than they ever did on Married with Children that I just don't know what you would do. And I think that's the problem that Roseanne had. Roseanne was edgy back then. They didn't look like everybody else. Well, now there's a ton of shows where they don't look like everybody else. They talked about gay people. Now they got shows strictly about gay people. I watch a show. It's called The Champions. It's legitimately about an Indian gay 12-year-old boy who's living with his dad that had him out of wedlock. And hadn't seen him for the first 12 years of his life. That's the premise. That's not one special episode. That's the whole premise. (laughs) Like, on the shows in the 80s and 90s, that would be like one two-part episode or something. (laughs) Right. Season finale material. Yeah. And it's like, now that was how they started the show. By the way, Champions is a good show. Check it out sometime, folks. Uh, This turned into an episode of Buttered Pop Culture, Pasty. It really did. It really did. Fucking quick. Folks, we are now deciding that we're just going to retire Beef Sticks podcast and we're going to do Buttered Pop Culture three times a week. There you go. Buttered Pop Beef Sticks. Now, we did this shit last week, too. First 30 minutes, we're just whatever we want to talk about. 30 minutes today, whatever we want to talk about. I don't see no harm in it. No reason to rush to the wrestling news because nothing is that outstanding. Earlier this week, I was thinking to myself, you know... Actually, it was when I was trying to get out Buttered Pop Culture and everything, because it's been busy as shit, so actually I was rushing to get it out. And um, I thought to myself, you know, these motherfuckers in WWE literally waited till you and I opened up a new show because we didn't have time to bullshit and discuss things on Beef Sticks Podcast. So that's why that's literally why we started Buttered Pop Culture. And then they get rid of fucking pay-per-views every two weeks. And now we got that extra time. So we used to have a build-up to a pay-per-view one week, then the recap of the pay-per-view, then maybe one week off in between, and then it was the build-up again and the recap again. It was like, fuck. That used to be a whole, like, 45 minutes on each episode. <laughs> they waited till we started our new... Which is good. That gave us the, the kick in the butt and the shot in the arm to start a new show. And now we have both shows. And that's a positive, because I think there's good things for buttered pop culture. I see a lot of good things going forward. 
Yes. So many good things, in fact, that you guys will have to occasionally deal with it leaking over into this show. Because we like to talk about what we want to talk about. And like I said, uh, I, I, I struggled through Raw this week, and I don't necessarily want to talk about wrestling right now. <laughs> I heard how bad Raw was, and I didn't watch it. And I really it haven't was, had time to check up on SmackDown. Last week, I know really SmackDown bad. was really good, and Raw was really bad, and I caught like two episodes, or two two parts from SmackDown, and I didn't get... No, I did go back. Actually, after we did our podcast, I went back and watched the whole uh, episode of SmackDown. Or was it before our podcast? I don't remember now. I don't, I don't know, know that I ended up watching it. It was after. It was after. But I did, and I enjoyed it. And I have yet to watch SmackDown this week. I might watch it. I might not. Who cares? I guess I did gloss over because I was trying to do other shit. I am drinking a beer for the show today, folks. And it is a it is a seasonal beer. It is Shell's Stag Series 1879 Kombacher Export. It's a limited release. It comes in a really fun uh, black box. It's not even just your normal six-pack case. It's like a whole box. And it's got a big stag on it. Like howling at the moon like stags do, I think. Or maybe that's wolves. Not sure. <laughs> but he's doing it. He's a werewolf stag. Stag's doing it too. He's a were-stag. He's a were- not a were-stag. A stag-wolf. Because a werewolf is a human-wolf hybrid. So he has to still have the wolf. Stag-wolf. It's a stag-wolf. God, could you imagine something with those giant antlers and then also those teeth and claws? That's scary. <laughs> it is terrifying. Um, I literally it's like just it now. Oh, it's it's good. It's good. It is a very dark. It's an earthy beer. I mm. kind of feel like I'm licking the dirt, but in a good way. It's like it's like the the dirt where um uh Topanga from Boy Meets World peed on. If you licked that dirt, it would taste like this. So it's a good, it's a good taste, you know? I haven't tasted beer in so long. It is good. I like it. It's dark. It's earthy. It hits me on the sides of the tongue. Sometimes things hit you, like, right in the front. Sometimes they hit you in the back. This one's, like, hitting the sides of my tongue. Where, like, like it stays there afterwards. And this is batch nice. number 12, so I don't know if they're... They must only be brewing a certain number of batches of this, and this is number 12. Or maybe it was the 12th one and they got it right. I don't know. Why didn't you get the first batch? I don't know. I'm going to have to buy a second one and see if that says 12 or if that says, like, 49. And then I'll be like, whoa, this is from batch. An early batch, baby. How much is a batch, though? It'd probably be a whole still. How many bottles is that still? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It just depends on the size of the still, I guess. And the size of the bottles. I mean, 40-ounce bottles, it would fill less of than 12-ounce bottles. Or those little 8-ounce things that are just for kids. Yeah, good stuff. I recommend it. Shell's Stag Series 1879 Kombacher Export. Just look for the Stag Wolf. Oh, pasty, pasty, pasty. There is shit going on in in wrestling, though, this week, you know? There actually is. There's a lot. And I think we should start off the wrestling portion of this wrestling show. 
talking about what we started off last week's with, and that is the deal between Fox and the WWE. So, we got more information this this week. Alicia Fox? Alicia Fox. That's Fox. This is Fox. (laughs) Tell you what, man, when I was looking for a, a picture to throw in a Photoshop to play with, and I put... WWE Fox, it came up nothing but Alicia Fox shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about her. <laughs> so I literally had to limit it to the last week. And it's like, oh, okay. There's but she was the captain of the, of the, of the Raw Survivor <laughs> Series team. Right? She's she's she she's so pointing it. She definitely is on the roster. I'll give her that. <laughs> that's, that's more than Enzo Amore can say. Um... <laughs> The Hollywood Reporter, though, published a detailed article, and it came out today, folks, and it covered Fox's five-year billion-dollar deal for WWE SmackDown Live. The article notes that WWE executives Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and George Barrios... Why doesn't it say Paul Levesque? Why does it say Triple H? That just seems... Is Paul Levesque, Stephanie McMahon... No, it's Stephanie Levesque. You know what? Just these people. Probably because nobody knows Paul and Stephanie Levesque, so that's why they do this. That makes sense. Uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, all part of WWE, met with Fox executives, which actually included Rupert Murdoch, folks, the patriarch of Fox from the very beginning. That's kind of a big deal. And He's this, being kept alive in an iron lung. He is. And, and they met. they met on May 17th. And the exclusive negotiating window for NBC Universal had closed the day before. So May 16th, NBC Universal um, didn't have strict ownership of SmackDown Live. Fox jumped on it the very next day with Rupert Murdoch being there. So that's really big. I know this maybe sounds boring to people who don't care about business, but that's a huge deal that the very day that they became available, the president, the owner, the, the starter, the CEO, the the birther of Fox, Rupert Murdoch, met with Triple H. And uh, word within the entertainment industry at the time was that NBC Universal was looking to only retain Monday Night Raw at all. That's all they wanted. They w- were willing to give up SmackDown. This wasn't like, a, oh shit, Fox sniped SmackDown from NBC. Nope. NBC had no want of SmackDown. Now, one of the biggest notes from the meeting came from Rupert Murdoch himself, who reportedly said NBC Universal was, quote, embarrassed by your product. Which, I don't know. A, I'm embarrassed by their product. But, B, I'm embarrassed <laughs> by Raw, and that's the one they're keeping. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If they were, if, if NBC was embarrassed by their product, they wouldn't be keeping WWE Raw. So, whatever. Exactly. exactly. But, Big words for Rupert Murdoch to spout out, and it gets a quote almost in every fucking magazine and newspaper, so good for him. Fox then added the lure of treating WWE as part of their content packaging, which would give the proposed weekly show promotion on all of their broadcast, which means, pasty, that WWE SmackDown is going to have commercials airing during the NFL and MLB, which Ooh. get a lot of eyeballs. Yes, they do. That's... XFL will not be airing commercials during those shows. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and don't forget, I believe UFC is still in talks with Fox. In socks with a box. 
I know. I see how that went there. Doctor Smoking Shinsuke. rocks. But I so it's possible that that would include UFC also. So WWE could be getting getting promoted during NFL football, MLB baseball, and UFC shows. It's crazy to think. That is. That is not so. Um, Fox also proposed a weekly studio show on Fox Sports 1, which, by the way, folks, if you want to see your old boy Fat Mac on video, I have a video up in Fox Sports 1. You can go to their website. It's there. I had an interview on Fox Sports 1. That's right. I am a Fox Sports celebrity. So check me out. If both separate deals close as expected, starting in October 2019, so we were wrong. Last week we said it would be this fall, Pasty. It would be, wouldn't be till next fall, which makes a lot more sense if you're just signing. Yeah. Um, Fox will broadcast SmackDown for five years. The report, the report also notes that NBC Universal will continue with Raw, paying $265 million per year according to sources, with the two deals valued at $2.35 billion over five years. So basically, to put that in layman's term, for the next five years, WWE is, is getting in money from Fox and NBC both. The combined value that they're going to get is $2.35 billion. This is a huge increase over the 130 million that WWE is getting on their current deal with NBC Universal to air both SmackDown and Raw. Now this didn't just affect the the network and 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 uh, media. This also made an impact on Wall Street today because WWE stock surged to an all-time high at $60.47 per share in part to this Holy shit. deal. That's huge for any public, public, tr- la, 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 publicly traded company, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like Who I should have afford- been buying stock in WWE a couple years ago. No shit. I was just gonna say I could afford to buy like four shares right now, maybe. Whereas when they first, you know, what was it? Um, a few years after they came on there, it was like at their all time low. Just imagine if you had bought like when it was at ten per share. Or even less. And you just spent a thousand bucks on that. You spent ten thousand dollars, took out a loan, put ten thousand dollars into that. And then multiply that by six, and you come out with sixty thousand dollars, that's a fifty thousand dollar increase. Crazy man. That's a chunk of change. Yeah, they're changing their chunks all right. <laughs> So, I wanted to open this up to a discussion, Pasty, because we have time. With as much money as that's getting thrown to WWE, with the fact that apparently people are interested in them, well, the first thing I want to say is that all the shit that, that us, and I don't mean just you and I, Pasty, but I mean the wrestling community, all the shit that we're giving WWE about the Saudi Arabia deal, about the women not getting the respect that they say they're getting, about not pushing the good wrestlers, about shoving Roman Reigns down our throat, about keeping the part-time Brock Lesnar as champion, pushing all these feel-good, anti-bullying, warrior award, 
fucking Susan G. Coleman bullshit. All this shit that they're doing that we don't fucking like. They didn't do it for the millions of people watching at home. They did it for about 50 people that wear suits, that sit up in a building (laughs) and sign checks. Which brings me to, to what I want to discuss is, is this proof to Vince McMahon that he does not have to listen to fans at all going forward? Or at least for the next few years? Yeah, I, I, I do think it is. Uh, That's um, not good for us. He doesn't, he doesn't make us happy, and he gets billions of dollars. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But sometimes when you own a company, you can do things that don't make sense to the people who know more about the company than you do. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does make sense. When you look at all the shit that they're doing that we don't like, that's all shit that those people who sign the checks are looking for in a company. The the people upstairs don't give a fuck about a five-star match going on. They don't give a shit if commercials air during the middle of a match. They don't give a fuck about bad commentating. You know what I, I mean? just I want I want Vince Senior to rise from the grave and see what his son has done. Cause I don't think he'd be on board for it. Like, yeah, it's a lot of fucking money, but your product is pretty fucking shitty. Just like take take for example Raw last week with Sami Zayn bringing out uh Lashley's sisters, and they were men. And then this week, he comes out and talks about how people had thought it was cringeworthy and horrible, and then they proceed (laughs) to have a segment just as bad as last week's. Like, what? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Uh. Yeah, but to me, and you are right. I think I think Vince Vince Senior would not like what he has now. But to be fair. He'd probably shut his mouth for the money. If they, well, yeah, yeah, okay, that too, because I would, no doubt. But right. to be fair, if they put on a show like I want, like if Vince, if Vince Senior watched um, Wrestle Kingdom, not this pre, not this last one we had, but the year before, he would think that's a horrible show, also. And I thought that was an amazing show from top to bottom. Yeah. He wouldn't like the flippy floppy. He wouldn't like the small people. He wouldn't like. Well, he probably wouldn't like you know, foreigners succeeding because that's just well, I'm not even talking about him seeing the show as a whole but just how how WWE reacts to its fans and how their their opinion is invalid because I mean okay. back then it was the fans that made the superstars really I hear what you're saying there the, the way that Vince ignores the fans you think that okay yeah 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 I would hope that that Vince senior would would feel that way like oh my gosh you don't give a shit about the fans at all right yeah. That's not what his company was built for, you know? It was built to cater to people, to make people happy and bring joy, and now Vince is just in it for the money. Yeah. And it very clearly shows that. And I don't know. Kind of intrigued to see where we're heading, <laughs> and I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it very much. It makes, yeah, it's like... You think we can get Pyro back, maybe? Yeah, I think we're, With we're all as this close money. to getting Pyro back now as we ever were, yeah. No shit. And they're dropping this much money in it. I almost think that we're at least we're lucky enough to be at a day and age now, Pasty, where if we want, we don't have to watch WWE and we can just watch Ring of Honor. We can watch Impact. We can watch New Japan. We can watch All In. We can watch 
uh, Lucha Underground. We can watch all these things and not have to watch WWE. So that's a mm-hmm. plus. I mean, that that is a plus. But yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be interesting going forward to see what the creative narrative is. Is it going to be more bullshit? Is it going to be... Does Vince think now, because he's got this locked in five years, this... Oh, hey, 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 this could be good. Could he be more willing to take risks like he did in the Attitude Era days? And don't get me wrong, I, I don't want the Attitude Era to come back. No, that's not what I'm saying. No. But could he be... Could now... You know, he's locked in for five years, both of those places. He gets that money. Whether they like the shit or not, they'd have to buy him out to cut him out. Could I just don't willing... see why he'd take risks with when what he's doing is making him so much money already. Well, if you, if you took like, risks in the first two he's years... He's an old dog and you can't teach him new tricks. Yeah, I know, but... I, you know, if you took risks in the first two years and you didn't think they were paying out, you have three more years to go back to what was working. Right. But I, I don't know. That part of me I just thinks, don't see it. Part of me hopes he, he would be willing to do that. And, oh, hey, and the XFL <laughs> is coming up in two years, so he is going to be gone away from the company a little bit more and spending more time in, X, in XFL. Who could even say that Vince is still going to be alive in two years? Well, I mean, nobody. He might not be alive today. I don't know. I didn't go visit him. But, I mean, we got, Why no, reason, not? we got no reason to think he wouldn't be alive in the next two years. He's an extremely healthy young man. He's not, I mean, he's not young, but he's definitely not what I call old. Right, he the can old, kick your ass. The older I get, the older old people get. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, that person's 65. I'm like, that's not old. 12-year-old me was like, fuck, they're dying tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, no, 30-year-old me, God, it's it's a weird world. If I could just die. It's a weird world, thinking through the perspective of a 30-year-old man. It's not a fun perspective. It's not I'm not young. At all. I'm not old. Old people still look at me like a kid, and young people look at me like I'm old. I know, I feel awkward because there's a, a person that works under me at work. And I always talk about, yeah, that kid's good. That kid's got it going on. And it's like, he's a legal adult. But to me, he's like, you know, that kid. Because he doesn't act childish. I'm not saying he's childish or immature, actually. He's more mature than some of the older people that work there. I'm not even saying that. Just age-wise, he feels like a kid to me. Like, oh, I could have... Yeah, no. He could have been my kid. It's very bizarre for me to to look at people and be like, oh, you were born in 1998. Holy shit, you're 20 years old. What? Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's... It's a trip. What? I don't know how this relates to anything we're talking about. Vince is old, that's what. He's not old. <laughs> that's what it is. What? Alright, well that, that was just a discussion I kind of wanted to have. What, what that possibly could mean for the fans going forward. Again, as I said last week, and I want to say it again this week, because I don't want people thinking that I'm uh, a pissy old keyboard warrior. Anything that's good for WWE is good for the entire wrestling community. So WWE getting these fucking 2.35 billion over the next five years, that is a good thing for Ring of Honor. That's a good thing for Impact. That's a good thing for New Japan. That's a good thing for All In. That's a good thing all down the fucking board because that means wrestling is getting shown in a positive light in the, the public's eye. Right. So... Definitely not saying it's a bad thing. I'm glad. I'm happy for them. And, I just um, don't like that WWE punishes hardcore wrestling fans 
to cater to a more casual audience. I know. It's so wrong. But at the same time, now, we have WWE working with Evolve. We have WWE, um, at least loosely, working with Impact Wrestling. We have all these things that... Um, I, mean, I mean, look at... They, they, they gave... Um, Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson, a show on their network. And on Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson's show, they shit on WWE all the fucking time. And they talk about how horrible some things were. I gotta start watching Some it. things were. And, you know, talk about people doing drugs and talk about, you know, the sex and everything. And, they, I mean, they're, they're very just black and white. And it's like, I almost feel that dub, at, at least... One thing is WWE feels less and less threatened by anything else to where they're willing to work with various entities. Well, then they should be working with New Japan. They should. And talks have come and talks have gone down. And and from everything I've read, it sounds like New Japan has been more anti-working with WWE than WWE has been anti-working with New Japan. Well, that's because New Japan knows that working with them is just going to get their talent taken. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, like we said last week, you got to expect, even if nothing happens this year at All In in Chicago, definitely next year if they have another like annual event, which if this one goes good, they're definitely making this an annual thing. WWE is for sure going to have a show around that time in that area. It's happening. They're not letting shit go. Um, uh, Rocky Romero was on, was it Talk is Jericho? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah, was Talk is yeah. Jericho. And he was talking and about, Romero, and I love, we, we love Rocky Romero. Yeah, we love Rocky Romero, don't we, Pasty? God, that fucker. Mm-hmm. Rapungi, he made the Rapungi Vice song. That's him. Um, but he was talking about how when they were in, in, um, Long Beach, the first time that they had a live show in the States that WWE sent NXT. They had a a NXT show that hadn't been scheduled, but as soon as new Japan was selling a bunch of tickets in that area, WWE sent out and put out a new Japan show in that same area around that time. All of a sudden, like they weren't even around there. It's like they came from Maryland and then shipped over to long beach to have a show and then went back to fucking Georgia or something, you know? Mm-hmm. It happens. It, it happens. It happens. It do. So, that was the big story of this week. So, I want to talk about the only signing that I know of that happened. And, and, and it's, a, it's a rumored signing, folks. I like to point out when we're talking facts and when we're talking rumors. You know, the thing we just discussed now, that all came from The Hollywood Reporter. So I'm hoping that most of that is true and factual, but I'm, I'm putting the, the weight on Hollywood Reporter. This here, this is from Tokyo Sports, and it's Io Shiri is headed to the WWE. If you guys don't know who Io Shiri is, and if to help you out, I'm going to tell you to, to throw it in your YouTube machine and, and watch a few matches, but i got to help you. It's Io Space. C-H-I-R-A-I. Io Shiri. Uh, Sounds like she's coming to WWE. Last year, there were reports that she was WWE bound around the time of the May Young Classic. Or the, uh, yeah, May Young Classic. Uh, But the 27-year-old's offer was rescinded as she had failed a company medical. 
She was found to have an injured neck and ended up returning to the Stardom Federation, which for those of you who don't know is the largest female federation in Japan. New Japan doesn't have a female's division. Stardom is like the New Japan over there. It appears WWE, though, has once again put a contract offer on the table for Shiri. It's not clear if WWE has actually taken a second look at her medical records or not. So maybe even if she decides they'd have to do it again and maybe she's not allowed, I don't know. But Tokyo Sports is reporting that Shiri's last match for stardom will be June 23rd of this year. And the media outlet notes that stardom's advertising for the July show does not feature a picture of Shiri. Now, EO just recently lost her Wonder of Stardom Championship just this last week, so that would also give us reason to believe that she's probably headed out. Pasty, do you know anything about EO? No. Oh, EO, EO. That's a, that's a back... She got a name from a backstreet... Back, and that's because a, New Japan doesn't have a women's division. <laughs> she got her name from a New Kids on the Block song, is what I heard. Oh, oh, EO. Oh, oh, EO. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The right stuff. I guess that's pretty racist, so I shouldn't say that. I didn't mean it in a racist way. I meant it in a funny way. Sorry. Fuck. You know, EO Shiri really looks like, like a Muslim terrorist and a, and a Planet of the Apes person. Oh, fuck. She doesn't. Io Shiri's a very beautiful woman, extremely talented, puts on amazing matches, and I am just, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to say that because it's not a sexual thing. I'm excited to see Io versus Kyrie Sane. That is, when she comes in, I'm excited to see that. So sign me up. Asuka? Yeah. Uh, Io Shiri versus Asuka? Like, I'm not saying these because these are, these are foreign Japanese girls. I'm saying it because they're some of the best wrestlers. I'd love to see Ronda Rousey versus Io Shiri. Any of that shit. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for what we could get. Be a lot better than Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. That'll be good. I mean, it's oh, obviously going to be a finish, but it should be good. What the fuck is this shit, man? Nia Jax just got out of a fucking storyline where she was being bullied. This week on fucking Raw, she's bullying a, a jobber. She didn't bully to anybody. To get at Ronda Rousey. She didn't bully anybody. She did too. I love how people she are, did on are, Raw. are saying, oh, she's she's bullying now. She's not bullying. She's being an assertive and aggressive baby face. <laughs> it's the same shit that John Cena does. It's the same shit that uh, Seth Rollins does when he's a face. It's the same shit every male face does. You didn't watch Raw. Go back and watch Raw. I've, and watched, tell me I, that. I've watched that clip and I've and I've and I've heard all the reports on it. And she didn't bully the person. She beat a jobber the way any superstar, especially a monster, that'd be while like holding saying, a microphone the entire time and yes, not telling her when she had a chance. And telling yeah, that's Ronda totally Rousey, And telling Ronda Rousey how she's going to beat Ronda Rousey and like why why is that wrong? You know, was Braun Strowman bullying? Fucking uh, uh, old two fist no chin. No, yes. he had a squash match. He wasn't being. A yeah, bully. but he actually had a match where he was focused on the match and not the talking is, to somebody else. The thing, the thing. Well, is, what she's gonna do? What do you... People don't know what the fuck a bully is. Alexa Bliss was bullying her by calling her fat, saying that she you know was overweight and she eats so much and this and that. Like she was literally like bullying her. 
Nia Jax was in a match and beat someone up and and was assertive and aggressive and talked about how she's better than them. That's what everybody's supposed to do in wrestling. How is that being a bully? Would you prefer she came in there and said, oh, I'm sorry, you're smaller than me. I'm just going to lay down and let you pin me? No, I that's expect literally her to beat what everybody, the way she showboated over that's her. That's the only thing was, that could have been different. It was heel. That's the only thing it that could have been different, is if she just walked in there and laid down. You're supposed to showboat in a, in a match? She didn't come in after the match and say, ha ha, look at you. I don't like your hair and your parents are divorced. Ha ha. Like bullying is how you treat somebody. But she wasn't, she was in a match winning. That's, I don't know. We'd have to see where this goes. This could lead to a Nia heel turn, which we need. But yes, after the, after the months of doing this bully thing, it'd be too soon for that. I just don't think with this one thing we can say that she's being a bully. I think we'd have to wait and see how they're playing it out. I watched, that is one of the things I watched on YouTube, was I watched this whole segment, and I did not find it bullying at all. <coughs> I thought it was making her look like a monster like she is. They do it with Braun Strowman. He's, he's the biggest face right now at Raw. There's nobody bigger as a face than him. And he, he comes out. the line. And he, how does he toe the line? What does he do that's heel? Does he use the ropes for leverage? Does he poke the eyes? Does he throw salt in their eyes? He doesn't have to. Because he's not a heel. If he was a heel, he would literally have to do that. That's literally what makes you a heel. I want to see him use the ropes. <laughs> I want to see him use the ropes. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. No, I, I, I do see what people are he saying. He should. He should just. That should be his next match with Brock Lesnar. He should push him over and then use the ropes to get the pin. <laughs> that should be the whole match. That'd be great. He, he pokes him in the eyes, pushes him over, uses the ropes, grabs the tights. Yep, does a low blow. Salt in the eye. <laughs> and choppy, choppy, pee pee. Choppy, choppy, pee pee. I love wrestlers. I, like, where do, where do wrestlers find this salt? All the salt I have is so granular, it falls straight to the ground. These guys have this salt that when you throw it, it poofs in a cloud of smoke. It's like, whoa. (laughs) If I didn't know better, I'd think that was just fucking baby powder. But it's got to be salt because it's burning his eyes. (laughs) Gold bond medicated powder. (laughs) Yeah, that would suck in the eyes too. Shit. It would if it was getting in your eyes, but it wouldn't wouldn't suck as bad as salt. Thankfully, it just stays on my balls. Yes, and it keeps me cool. Just ask Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, I, I, I thought I thought we had everybody's like that's foot powder. No, that ain't foot powder. That's, no, that's t- testicular air conditioning. That, that's fat man chafing powder is what that shit is. Testicular air conditioning. You don't have to be fat to enjoy some gold bond on the balls. I guess you don't have to, but it helps. It does. You know what I always thought would be fun? You know, have you ever seen those things where you go and you um, you put your feet in these water tanks and they got these tiny fish that eat the dead skin off your feet? Have you ever seen that? It's supposed to be like super therapeutic. No. I've always wanted to do I'd that. Because I'm like super into soaking my feet and stuff like that. But one day, just one day, I was like, God damn, I wonder what would happen if I just dipped my balls in there. Like, would it hurt, or would it be therapeutic? 
All these tiny little fish just eating the dead skin off my balls and the little straggly hairs that I missed when I was shaving. You think I'd get thrown out? Probably. Okay. But it'd if we're the shot, though. Yeah, it'd make a hell of a story. Maybe I'd just open up a shop just for that. You got a lot of dead skin on your balls. <laughs> I, I won't know until the fish come. I mean, if they surround it, then probably... <laughs> Until the fish come, what are you doing to the fish? (laughs) Like, how do you know if you have dead skin on your balls? How do you know? They're they're constantly, like, under wraps and in sweaty spots. It's like, how would you know? (laughs) I mean, I guess I probably don't. When I'm, like, when I'm in the shower, my feet where there's dead skin gets, like, super white and crackly. And I guess that doesn't happen on my testicles, so maybe I don't. But there's probably like, you know, there's probably like dirt and other stuff. And like I said, hairs, you can't, balls are the hardest thing to fucking shave. I had a girlfriend once say, God, you're lucky. You just have to shave your balls. I got to shave my vagina and I got to look out for the lips. I'm like, have you seen my sack lately? It fucking it twists and turns everywhere you can find. There's wrinkles. It's like, it's not easy to shave your balls and get a, a good, perfect, clean shave. And I'm scared to wax them. I'm scared and I don't want to nair it. Nair just freaks me out even more. <laughs> Burn off my shit. You know. Me. Even shaving is scary. Shaving ain't scary for me. I've gotten to the point where I just fucking hack at it like a weed whacker. <laughs> but when I first started, like when I was, you know, fucking 20 or something, the first time I was like, God, I should probably shave this. I was so scared around the testicles and I did it so slow and so so meticulously nowadays i'm just like fuck i got shit to do and i'm just fucking the balls are flapping as i'm just whacking it with the goddamn razor and you know you gotta keep your balls clean is a lesson folks you gotta keep your balls clean no woman wants to be pulling sack hair out of her teeth you know great Life ain't what it seems. It ain't no fucking dream. So get a grip up on your shit and make sure your balls clean. And you definitely don't want hair on your balls if you're fighting in the street and you gotta fucking <laughs> kick up and hit people. No, you wanna be streamlined. You don't want nothing slowing down your shadow kick. Which Too much me, drag! Which brings me to the fact that there is a live-action trailer for Capcom's newest game, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition! Wow, wow, wow! Which should be badass. I'm excited for it. But You know what else should be badass? What's that? Fallout 76 teaser trailer just released today! Yes, uh, my, my nephew and I were talking about that today. We were. It should be um, good. But it looks good. The and they don't show action... the character's face, which leads me to believe... It's going to be more open-ended than Fallout 4, which is kind of a letdown to Fallout fans. The live-action trailer for Street Fighter V Arcade Edition features Kenny Omega, who appears as a character Ooh. named Cody. I don't know why they That's didn't weird. Cody to That's do it. Really weird. But That's really so weird. That's so weird. Cody, Isn't there a Kenny in Street Fighter anyway? There's a Ken. And a Ryu. Yeah, yeah, that's so... But, but Ken isn't the mayor. And Cody is a character from the Final Fight series, which has been now introduced over to Street Fighter since Street Fighter Alpha 3 and Super Street Fighter 4. And the character is the mayor of Metro City. 
and will be available as a DLC. But this character also, who is played by Kenny Omega, during the, the, the teaser, during the trailer, he receives a taunting phone call from a voice very familiar who instructs the mayor to turn on the TV, at which point the TV shows the actual gameplay. Now, I'm not just trying to paint a picture for you of the t- trailer itself. You can go watch it. It's on beef, It's on facebook.com forward slash beefsticks. We've had it shared there. But that voice who calls the mayor, Cody, played by Kenny Omega, you don't ever see his face, but I'm pretty sure that's the voice of a man we know as Xavier Woods. Mm. So we've that got, only makes sense. Yeah, we've got a, a video game trailer, a big time video game trailer, featuring both New Japan Pro Wrestling star Kenny Omega and WWE superstar Xavier Woods. The real Golden Lovers. Kind of cool. Kind of cool, man. Yeah. I like this. I'm, I, I no baking. Cool. And it's a really good. It's a really good um, trailer. I want a brownie. You want a brownie? What the fuck do you want a brownie? You you don't hear me when I shut my microphone off, Fat Mac. <laughs> of course I don't. Uh, it doesn't work for me anymore. This is depressing. I can't have <laughs> conversations outside the podcast when we're doing the podcast because I shut my microphone off. And it doesn't actually shut up. What is this shit? What the fuck, man? Over here talking about brownies and shit. I got some pork cracklings, man. Hang some on. Here's in here. I, I, I made I made Enzo Amore's album cover. You got to do that. So if you watch his music, get it. Daniel Bryan recently shared a story on Inside the Ropes about Titus O'Neil's fantastic voyage that y'all might remember from a few episodes back entitled Titus O'Neil's Fantastic Voyage during the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan said that Titus uh, sort of took out his embarrassment on Daniel Bryan's face when he got into the ring after getting out from underneath the ring. Bryan said, quote, Titus slides into the ring and punches me in the face, like, really hard. He's got these big, huge hands, and it's like, boom! And I'm like, whoa, what happened? I was enraged, and I was going to kick him in the face. I glanced up, though, and seen the Titantron, and they played it, like, 12 times in a row of him tripping, falling, and sliding under the ring. And I'm like, (laughs) you know what? I understand, but I'm going to go over here. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is kind of cool insight to know that Titus was just really fucking pissed <laughs> and just started wailing on people. Uh, that is good stuff. Good stuff. It's good to know. You know, we all wondered, like, was he embarrassed? Did he laugh it off? Was it this? Was it that? Now we know. He was fucking pissed. He was not happy about it. He has rights to be pissed. They did a really good job of covering it up only to unbury it five seconds later. Right. I mean, he really has no one to blame but himself, but still. I'm really surprised. Somebody pranked him and gave him the wrong size shoes. That's <laughs> what it is. I'm surprised shit like that doesn't happen more often, though. It's really amazing 
when I watch like so many wrestlers who come run down the ring and just slide right into the ring, it's like, like you know how easy it would be to either catch the bottom rope or or hit the the apron or bust your knee on something by not getting your your knee up too fast or tripping or any of those things. It it really surprises me how few times that happens while being taped. Right. Yeah, they're very fortunate. Very. Uh, another big deal going on right now is a court trial that's actually four years in the making, pasty. Oh, uh, yeah, CM Punk! And that finally began yesterday, May 29th, 2018, in Crook County, Illinois. WWE's Dr. Chris Aman is seeking $1 million in damages from CM Punk and Colt Cabana for explicit comments towards his practice from Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast that occurred way back in November of 2014. According to PW Insider, Armin was short and curt during his testimony, and Armin was said to be very upset from the comments made by Punk as it tarnished his reputation. The jury actually listened to the infamous podcast in its entirety, from beginning to end, which, if I ever get on a fucking jury trial, I hope they play some cool wrestling podcasts or some shit. That seems like a good way to spend my day. Uh, they will. And you go to court, you're on a jury trial, they'll bring up episodes of Beast Podcast. I was going to say, I'm probably there, because I'll probably be on the stand because of Beef Sticks. <laughs> Or because of fucking buttered pop culture. And so on the Wonka episode, there was something about raping 13-year-old girls. It's a fucking joke. It's a character I play, all right? I exaggerate shit. <laughs> Damn it. I'd love to... I'd love that. I'd love to be on trial. And then I'd be like, go back and listen to Beef Sticks episode, the 420 episode, where I talked about sitting in a shower with two other men eating steak and shitting. Do you think I really do that? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. It's a fucking show, people. We're entertainment. We exaggerate and lie every now and then. I'm sorry. Not everything we fucking say is true. <laughs> the, the shitting part was true, but it wasn't steak. It was just fucking McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> oh, where the fuck am I at here? So they listened to it. <laughs> The Chicago Tribune, Tribune reporter Gregory Pat, Pratt, Chris Pratt's brother, old Grego, I call him, um, <laughs> said that Punk seemed to be very serious throughout the entire trial, but he did chuckle and grin at certain points during the podcast. The trial is set to resume today. So we should have an update on it by next week, folks. Yeah, so, I don't think he's going to win. Especially when Daniel Bryan takes his hand and said, you said I couldn't wrestle. <laughs> I'm wrestling again. Right. Your credibility is shit, Doc. Yeah, it's, mm. um, I don't think he has much of a case, but you can't blame Hey, Hogan got millions of dollars over that Gawker shit, so you never know. <laughs> right, right. Which, you know what, it makes me, I'm, I'm going to skip something here, and I'm going to, since we're talking Hulk Hogan, you hear this, Pasty? The former Hall of Famer recently took to Twitter to pay tribute to a late celebrity. Uh, the problem is, the celebrity's still alive. 
Didn't Michael Cole just do this not that long ago? Yeah, yeah, Michael Cole just killed uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Hulk Hogan killed Jackass Star and Professional Skateboarder, which none of those words go together. Not Jackass and Star, nor Professional and Skateboarder. But we'll just, we'll let him believe that he actually has a job. Um, <laughs> Bam Margera. Margera? Mar- Margarita? How do you Margera. Say Margera. Margera. Bam Margarine. So Hogan posted a photo of the of the the guy, Bam, and he captioned the photo saying, Damn, Bam, I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out again, my brother. Love you. Miss you. H.H. And a lot of people around the world, especially Bam, who was like, son of a bitch, man. If you want to just hang out, we can hang out. It's cool. We can go skateboard somewhere. Or, you know, do jackass stuff. I don't know. I want to see Hulk Hogan skateboard. <laughs> right? So basically, then he, Hogan came out later and it said that he confused uh, Bam for Ryan Dunn, who is Bam's best friend and apparently jackass co-star, who did pass away back in 2011. It's in been very hard on Bam, so I wouldn't be surprised if Bam killed himself after this. Lord. Well, let's be honest. If, if if your only job is that you're a professional skateboarder and a jackass star, your life's pretty low to begin with. So I suppose losing uh, your best friend doesn't give you I don't much agree else. with you, sir. <laughs> I love the jackass guys. You can love the guys, but I do like I do like uh, Johnny Knoxville's new movie. What the fuck's it called? Um, Point yeah, something. But it, doesn't it where have he makes to do his own amusement park? I. I love the fact that they they when they advertise it they say that he's the star of Jackass. There was way more people than just Johnny Knoxville and people who did so much better shit. Why does he get all the credit? Because he was the only actor, I think is why it was. You know, that's why they put his face out there. I don't know. He's done good that stuff. Movie looks like a, it'll be good. It'll look like it'll be good Jackass. When he's actually like acting and not just, you know, fucking eating poop. Or breaking people's houses. He's a good actor. I just don't think the shit they did in Jackass you can call anything. <laughs> it wasn't the well, yeah, show, Well, yeah, because the ringer was so much better, right? Let's be fair. They literally stole a 20-minute episode of South Park and tried to make a <laughs> fucking movie out. That was him making his own movie. So don't don't forget, I'm not saying the guy is creative. I'm saying he's a decent actor. Like, if somebody writes a role and, and they tell him to play it, he does all right. Um, I don't think he can do his own shit. I guess he could skateboard professionally. I mean, that'll make you 25 bucks a year. Uh, yeah, tell that to Tony Hawk, Fat Mac. Yeah, tell that to Tony Hawk. What's Tony Hawk doing right now? Oh, fuck, he can't even skateboard any anymore. He still skateboards, and he still has way more money than you do. I, You know what? If he can come over here and show me the money, I'll believe it. I don't think he does. I think he sits around in his mom's garage, smokes pot. How about, how about Rob Deerdick? Rob Deerdick? Rob Deerdick. Is... Did you just say Deer Dick? <laughs> what are you saying? Did you, what? Ah, uh, 
Just you're you're too old, man. You're too old. Twenty five is old, man. Um, but talking about some old shit, Access TV is going to be airing some old shit, but it's amazing. It's better than skateboarding, believe it or not. It's hard to imagine, apparently. But but Access TV sent out a following press release announcing a special block of programming dedicated to the historic IWGP Heavyweight Championship reign of Fat Mac's favorite professional wrestler, Kazuchika Okada. For 12 weeknights starting tomorrow, May 31st, Access TV will air each of Okada's first 12 title matches against the likes of Kenny Omega, who you might know from the Street Fighter commercial, Tetsuya Naito, who you might know from Chris Jericho dressing up in a mask and beating up, and Katsuyoro Shibata, who you probably don't know, but is also an awesome wrestler. And and a lot more, to be honest. The Okada Championship spotlight culminates Friday, June 15th, with the airing of the Rainmaker's recent title defense against Hiroshi Tanahashi, his arch-rival from Wrestling Dantaku 2018 earlier this month, which I still haven't got to watch. So maybe I'll check it out. There you go. Why did I hear somewhere this week that Jericho might be impact-bound soon? Um, because. Are we, are we trying to... Are we trying to segue? Are you cutting off my, my thing? Or, or were, were you... No, I'm just leeway because you brought up Jericho. And it just made me remember that I had heard that. Okay, well, we somehow. are getting to that. But I did want to talk a little bit about this. Okay, I'll uh, let you have your spotlight. Well, I think this is kind of cool. I, I don't think you see this a lot. I think it's awesome of Access TV to, to do this. I would like to see... You know, I mean, WWE, I guess, kind of does stuff like this on their network. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool to see, I don't know, um, USA Network do something with like Brock Lesnar's title matches since they've been so few and far between. And there's been some decent and horrible ones, I guess, maybe not the best example, but I, I guess, I don't know. Is there, I mean, this guy has kind of become such an icon. Is there anybody else? Can you think of somebody currently that is currently wrestling? That you would do that for? Of, of any company. Like, I don't know, Ring of Honor, maybe Jay Lethal. They would do it. Yeah, like, I could I see know. Jay Lethal. This or Kenny like, Omega. This seems like a big deal. Yeah, but Kenny Omega's never, I mean, until just this U.S. championship, he's not like a longtime champion. He's just always no. been a challenger. I think this is kind of historic and pretty awesome that they would do something like this for one individual. For one, I mean, this this... Okada and the IWGP heavyweight title, I think, are always, from this from this moment forward, are always going to be synonymous. When you talk of the WWF championship, you always talk Bruno, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, you know. There's always those names. When you talk Ring of Honor, you talk Daniel Bryanson, or, uh, yeah, uh, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Jay Lethal, there's there's these names that follow it. When you talk Impact, you always talk Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Is there anybody else that's synonymous with the, the Impact title? <laughs> Maybe not, but yeah. Bobby Roode? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I call him synonymous with it. He had some amazing runs with it. But yeah. Oh, eh. well, I guess you gotta say Jeff Jarrett, obviously. Jeff Jarrett. 
Yeah. But um, I just to me, maybe it's because I am just a huge mark for for Okada. EC3. But I just, <laughs> yeah, EC three definitely. He he's the one that reemerged, like brought back the Impact title into prominence. I would definitely put him as a as somebody who would always be in the conversation. I just think it's kind of cool that that a, a television network is going to spend twelve weeks, you know, one night a week, just just highlighting this one guy. Kind of cool. Yeah, that is that is badass. But he's not Chris Jericho. You're right, Pasty. And Chris Jericho retweeted a post which has only fueled the speculations of what Pasty had kind of talked about about Jericho maybe heading to the Impact Zone. The tweet was. At I am Jericho, are the rumors true? Could you be heading to Impact Wrestling? Please make this happen, at Impact Wrestling. Now, Jericho didn't respond. He didn't say anything. He didn't write anything, but he retweeted it. But he retweeted it, which says a whole lot. (laughs) Now, being Jericho, who is the guy who I had specifically said was not going to go to New Japan because (laughs) it was all just uh, him and Kenny Omega trying to get themselves over, is good at fucking mm. trolling people, especially on the internet. I guess that's where you troll people, Fat Mac. You're getting old, Fat Mac. Skateboarding <laughs> is a real sport, fucker! <laughs> Said no one ever, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> isn't, it, but, isn't skateboarding in the Summer Olympics? Yeah, but so is fucking, like, curling and, like... Um, no, that's the Winter Olympics. What's the one where you, like, shoot a gun and swim and then run with fucking sandbags or something? Like, those are all in the Olympics. Just because something's in the Olympics doesn't make it a sport, pasty. Let's just say that right now. Professional <laughs> hot dog eating is yeah. in the Olympics. You know, why isn't, why isn't chess in the Olympics? Honestly, if some of this other weird shit right. is, I think chess would be awesome at the Olympics because... There's some amazing it's hard chess to players. innovate chess beyond, you know, where the pros are at now, I think. There's only so many moves you can make. It's not infinite. How much can you do on a skateboard, other than what's already been done? Anything? It's infinite. It's yes, not. everything. There's, there's gravity and physics. Everything's been done. Not one skater has yet to put on the infinity gauntlet and snap their fingers. See? It hasn't happened. That is true. Um, <laughs> I guess that hasn't happened in chess either. That, that's true also. That'd be a great move, though. Snap that'd your fingers be... and half your opponent's pieces are gone. They just disappear? <laughs> Disintegrated. <laughs> this is a disintegrator, Ray. And brother, when it disintegrates, it disintegrates. Huh. I can't wait for mean? Infinity War Part 2 or whatever they call it. And, and like... Iron Man wakes up from a bad dream, and that's all Infinity War was. But he has a premonition. You're um. Is coming. <laughs> so other than you trying to drop spoilers on me, you're getting close to me having to drop a spoiler on you for a movie you want to watch. So let, let's get away from this because I don't want to. I don't want to say what I what I, It's like, oh man, if you only knew what you just said, you've just already <laughs> spoiled a movie you're you're gonna watch. But <laughs> um, that's only gotta be Deadpool. This this, right. could, this could oh this could definitely be a case of him trolling, but we also have to consider the fact that with his rivalry with Kenny Omega, that also as we said started with a tweet as I talked about, and given the fact that WWE has developed somewhat of a working relationship with Impact in the past several months, I mean hell they even um, promoted the GW and Network on WWE Network, 
which they yes. didn't have to do. I hear a lot of people saying, well, if they wanted to use the, the video, no, they put GWN down in the corner on the videos that they aired, but after that table with three, they had a whole screen that said, if you want to see more of their rivalry, go to GWNnetwork.com or whatever and watch. Like, they, they literally promoted it. So right. fans hope that officials could happily maybe allow Jericho to work for Impact. And with everything that Jericho's been doing, you know, he didn't necessarily ask permission to work for New Japan either, and he's not contracted to them, so he could make his own decision to go to Impact. And why, if you're he Jericho, should. why wouldn't you want to work for every major wrestling promotion at this point in your career? Exactly. Do what Hulk Hogan could do, but do it right. Hulk Hogan, well, yeah. I was going to say, he didn't do it right, but the whole sex tape thing, he didn't do right. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh. Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. And I'm calling you to check out John Cena's new cartoon series for YouTube, Dallas and Robo which was released today, folks, on the streaming site. And the first episode is actually available for free to everyone. But if you want to read the entire series, you have to subscribe to YouTube Red or just do a little bit of sleuthing on the internet. Yes, folks, subscribe to RedTube. Yes, go to RedTube.com right now. Um, Actually, you know what? Just don't go to yourselves because you're old and you don't need But get on your kids' tablets. Get on your kids' phone. Go to your kids' room. Just just make that a bookmark, redtube.com. Make it their homepage and just set it up. Get your kids set up for redtube.com. They want to see John Cena on a cartoon with robots and cowboys. Just, just do that. Just get your kids' <laughs> devices set up for RedTube. That's right, RedTube. Go hit it up now. Make sure you search robots and cowboys. <laughs> I'm fucking doing that after we shut this off, Pasty. I'm gonna fuck after we. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> fuck that. This is too good. Redtube.com robots and cowboys. We gotta check this shit out. We're gonna we're gonna go on this adventure together, folks. Oh, God. This show looks. I I didn't. I don't know a lot about it other than it's a cowboy and a robot. But I don't know. I think John Cena's fucking everywhere. He's got like three shows on Nickelodeon. Now he's got this YouTube show. He's in that new uh, movie about where he drinks. Um, yeah, where he drinks beer through his asshole. Yeah, he does awesome. jackass. And it's like I, um, I, John Cena's making moves. John Cena, he's not the next uh, Rock the Dwayne Johnson, but he's making moves. I want Cena and The Rock to be in a movie together. I think it'd be good. It would be once in a lifetime, and they could have like three sequels. (laughs) (laughs) Seven movies, the modern day trilogy. Yep. You and me, Cena. 70 more movies. Cowboys and robots. What's going to happen here? (laughs) Only good things. Could only be good things. 
Uh, my life as a teenage robot popped up. Wow. <laughs> that robot sure is taking it. I see a lot more robot stuff and not enough cowboy stuff. I Enti- am awesome. Anti slut gets nailed by robots. Asian fucks her sex robot. A lot of Asian shit. Sex no robot cowboy. gets anally charged. Busty hentai girl caught by monster robot. Old man teen anal and robot hentai. And then one that just says, it gets me off watching myself masturbate. What? What does that have to do with cow- <laughs> I literally just put cowboys robots in the video. And the video is, gets me off watching myself masturbate. What the fuck? Your search engine sucks, Red Tube. You gotta work on that shit. I don't have a single cowboy. I want to I wanna restrict my stuff to just cowboys, see what happens. Oh, pasty. While I'm doing this, you should hit up cowboys4angels.com. Okay. Cowboys and Indians pops up? That's just fucking racist. Is that is that for the number? Texas Cowboy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. Dirty Cowboys take her mouth by surprise. How do you take a mouth by surprise? How is your groin that close to her mouth that you could surprise her with it? Sex meeting of Indians and cowboys? This is a black and white one, pasty. It's like an old F Troop episode. Corporal Parmenters fucking getting it with the squaws. Our show. I don't know what's happened to our show, pasty. I don't know what the fuck has happened to our show. It's a disgrace. Yes, I would like to meet Nick Hawk. Schedule now. Look up, um... Are you at Cowboys 4 Angels? Yes, sir. Look up Marcus Bagwell. Do you know who Marcus Bagwell is? Buff Bagwell's son? No, it's fucking Buff Bagwell, dude. He's a gigolo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, there's a phone number at the top of the site. 954. I'm going to give you guys the phone number. 954-234-7546. Don't call about employment. Click here for employment. I can't search on here either. What? You can't search? No. It's gotta be a search on there. Do I just go to Cowboys? Yeah, go no. to Cowboys. I gotta choose my city. I don't know what city. Wait, what's his name? I, th- I th- Buff Bagwell. He's on there as Buff Bagwell? I think it's Marcus Bagwell. I think so. New York Mark? See a mark in New no, York. It can't be New York. About Mark. No. Can you, you he can't is search? definitely African American. There's no search. You can't search for your cowboy. View all cowboys. Select a male companion that interests you. Ooh. There's Zach. Jackson. Yeah, these guys look alright. How come... So all of the Las Vegas guys are like shirtless and in Speedos and they're like, yeah. And they got scarves and towels for some reason. And then you go down to Los Angeles and they're all in like suits and polos and shit. Really shows you the difference in areas. (laughs) It's crazy. Ooh, Dante. 
I'm going to click on that. Dante's Inferno. Did you see Dante? If you know what I mean. If you're in Los Angeles, just scroll up a little bit. You'll see Dante. I haven't gotten to Los Angeles yet. Or yeah, am I in Los Angeles? Yeah, I am. Where's Dante? Scroll up to Dante. He looks like a Spartan god. I don't see Dante on mine. I don't have Dante. Dante is the perfect combination of Italian masculinity and sensuality. A mixture of charisma and sex appeal. Muscular, chiseled face, and perfectly well-mannered for enjoyable time. Tall, dark, and handsome in every sense of the words. Whether you're a first-timer or experienced, Dante is available for booking with upscale women who enjoy the best of the best. Dante is an active personal trainer and accomplished fitness model. He has competed for many years within the professional circuit. Two-time champion of K1 kickboxing martial arts, he has... He is very dedicated to keeping fit and practicing a healthy lifestyle. I love that we've gone to just fucking checking out male gigolo pages on this show. <laughs> so the show is fucking dumb. Request um, encounter. <laughs> Length of appointment. One hours, two hours, four hours, overnight. Ooh, a weekend trip. I don't even see Dante. You said he's in Los Angeles? No, above Los Angeles. If you click on just Cowboys. Yeah, he's in Las Vegas. Dante. You can tell him because he doesn't know how to wear a shirt. He does not know how to wear a shirt properly. (laughs) Or is that a cape? Might be a cape. Reggie is private. Why does Reggie have no picture? Boston has one. There's one cowboy for you, Angel, there. <coughs> Scottsdale. I don't even know where the fuck Scottsdale is. Why? That has their own cowboys for Angels. Beats me. New Orleans only has one. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Buff isn't on here no more. Buff was Buff was, uh, was on here, man. Buff Bagwell. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go back. Let's go back to Google and check out Buff Bagwell Cowboys for Angels. See what happens there. Buff is the stuff. I'm pretty sure it was under Marcus Bagwell. Cowboys for Angels. Dot com. Oh, there he is. <laughs> what does it say? Does it tell me anything about him? Let's click. Can we click anything? Can I click? If I, I'm scared to click the... Oh, they can't even click the picture. Cowboys need to be 21 years old. They usually have professional occupations. Not all must be working as a male model. All male escorts must be very well-traveled, cultured, ed- and educated. And most importantly, be very proficient in making a woman feel safe and relaxed. Oh, Cowboys yeah. need to be very attractive, dedicated to a top level of fitness, presentable, well-groomed, stylish, charming, and desirable. Cowboys need to be confident but not arrogant, yet savvy. All male companions need to be emotionally mature, stable, and possess a genuine respect for women. I have everything that they described other than emotionally mature. (laughs) Otherwise, it's all me. As you can tell with us trolling through (laughs) CowboysForAngels.com. So here we go. Here's Buff Bagwell's profile page. Height, 6'1". Weight, 230. Age, 43. Hair dark brown, eyes brown. 
Marcus Alexander Bagwell grew up outside of Atlanta, and after being a star athlete in high school, he decided to take his hard work, if you know what I mean, in fitness to become a personal trainer. Not long after, Marcus also decided to enroll in massage therapy, where he eventually graduated top of his class and holds a degree in massotherapy? Don't know what that is. While pursuing his passion, he was discovered by a professional wrestler who convinced Marcus to give it a shot. And after doing so, he was a national he was a natural. His first persona on national TV was the handsome stranger. Uh where he brought roses to the ring and handed them out to the ladies in the crowd. Fast forward a year later, and he was now signed to World Championship Wrestling and received Rookie of the Year honors. This skyrocketed his career, and now, no longer calling himself Marcus Alexander Bagwell, Buff the Stuff Bagwell was born, and the rest is history. Being watched each week by millions of fans around the world, Buff Bagwell spent over a decade on national TV entertaining the fans. That doesn't tell you anything about how he's going to fuck you. That's just horrible. Hey, it only costs $800 for two hours. Oh, here we go. A true Southern gentleman, Marcus once again is ready to hand out a few roses and entertain you for the evening. But if that's not your cup of tea, he will forever put his stuff in your buff. Okay, I guess they do tell you how he's going to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) His weekly rate is $25,000. Women are fucked up. If you want to fucking have a gigolo around you for a full week solid, because when men get prostitutes, <laughs> it's it's not for a week. Know, it's women, not for a Women always a talk day. like men are fucking sick and shit like that, but they're, they're spending $25,000 for a guy to spend a week with them. I'll drop fucking 10 bucks on a toothless crack whore just to slob my knob. Because I got shit I got to do and I got a budget to stay in. Man, they're sponsored by Dr. Phil. Shit. Oh, shit. I almost legit spit my beer out. You can't do that when I'm drinking, Loke. <laughs> Holy shit. Fucking Dr. Phil sponsors them? Yes. Hot damn. As seen featured on Maxim, Gigolo, Showtime, ABC, and Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil fucking gives away the mustache ride. Shut the fuck up, dogs! We're talking about gigolos! This is a professional show here! Yeah, Cowboys for Angels, the newest sponsor of Beast 6 Puck. Fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> hey, we got one more tidbit of news here before we get moving on. The Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce who this past April made their main roster debuts on SmackDown Live, have been selling much better merchandise than expected on WWEShop.com, and as a result, WWE has some big plans for the team moving forward, allegedly. The idea is to utilize them as an updated version of Lay Cool. Wait, isn't that what they already are? Yes. With the pointing and the U's. For those of you who are too young to remember, this is in reference to a team formed with Michelle McTaker, called Michelle McCool back then, and Layla, back in 2009. Two women that couldn't wrestle and weren't entertaining. They remained partners for around two years before disbanding their partnership following a self-implosion of the team when McCool 
attacked Layla during a segment on SmackDown. I hope, I just, I, this just, the only reason I even added this is because it at least, if it's true, that means they're thinking about and talking about the Iconics. It seems like they really changed their gimmick and kind of dropped the ball on them since bringing them up from NXT, which is a tale we hear all too often. I'm just happy somebody's talking about them. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised to hear that merchandise is selling well. It is, though. It is. So, for the last uh, 15 minutes here, Pasty, I got two things that, uh, that we could do. First of all, we have we have the lineup for both the money and the banks, the men and the women. So I thought, you know, I know it's a few weeks early yet, but we could kind of talk about what we think going into this so far. Obviously, a lot's going to change between now and then. Um, that kind of shit. Or I thought we could make our own kind of money in the bank match and, and throw our own wrestlers in there and who we'd like or what we'd want to do or something. What would you rather do? Would you rather talk about what we, the people that we know, kind of dissect what's going on currently? Or what? Well, what was the second option? Uh, just kind of a... Sorry, I'm shopping for Iconics merchandise. <laughs> we, where we'd kind of make our own kind of money in the bank match, whether it be male, female. I mean, I guess it's all make-believe. We could make a male and female one. Just kind of come up with our own participants. What would happen during the match? Who you'd have win? Why you would have them win? What, like if you were if you were booking today, how would you set it up? Sort of deal. Worst gimmicks in history: Money in the Bank match. Oh hey, I like that. Doink the clown. Or even just a gimmick Money in the Bank match. Not necessarily no, worst. worst. Well, you can't have Doink on there then. You've already lost Doink. It was like a huge fucking money maker and like lasted decades. The second doink then. Dink. <laughs> that that was his name. That was the second doink's name was Dink. That was his name. Okay, fine. Just character gimmicks. Money in the bank match. And like the gimmick battle royal they did a while back at um WrestleMania was it twenty five? I want to say it was 25. Sure. Are we going to go every other? You want to make one? I want yeah. to make one. How do you want every other? Yeah. Yep. And you, your said pick doink. is doink? Mm-hmm. Okay, you pick doink. I'm not going to talk about the guy that we talked about last week. Because that seems kind of, uh, it seems kind of simple. Kind of obvious. So let's go with, um... Max Moon. Ember Moon's brother. Yes. From outer space. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. From outer space, hey. Hey. What did he possibly be from Planet Stasiak? Sean Stasiak? Is that a gimmick? Now you're just, now you're just saying somebody... Okay, fine. Heidenreich. He was a good gimmick. Heidenreich's a gimmick. I don't know what it was, but it was a gimmick. <laughs> he was a poet, but he was like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Golga. Remember Golga? 
came out with the Eric no. Carmen doll. You don't remember Goldie? That was the right the, oh, the attitude okay. era. Okay. You said Eric Cartman doll, and then I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horn swoggle. You horny swoggler. And going from the tiny horn swoggle, I'm going to go to the giant Gonzalez. Who has the notoriety of giving Undertaker his very worst WrestleMania match of all time. <laughs> all right, so we have our six competitors here. Doink. Max yes, but Hulu. there's eight in the money in the bank. Now there is? Yes. This year, both matches are eight. Oh, okay. Eight. You're changing. Oh, I suppose to get more people on from each uh, from each brand, huh? Wasn't it, wasn't it usually six? Yeah. Okay. Six, sometimes seven this year. Okay, okay. Yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They got $2 billion. All right, you're up then. The Googly Gobbler. The Gobbly Gookler. I don't know how you climb the fucking ladder with those chicken feet on. He's not flying. Um, I thought turkeys couldn't fly. So, I gotta make this last one decent. Um, there's some obvious ones I just don't want to go with. That's that's the worst part. <clears throat> so, let's go with... This isn't making for exciting... Uh, this isn't making for exciting <laughs> shit, is it? Um, actually, here we go. We never said it had to be WWE gimmicks. We're going with Okado. Shockmaster. No, okay. Oh. No, no, he was one of my on the list of obvious ones. Okado, <laughs> who was Kazuchika Okada back in Impact Wrestling, where they literally made him. The just okay though. The driver. He's okay. He's just okay though. No, they made him like the driver for Samoa Joe. It was like during the Green Hornet. They thought was going to be a huge movie, but it wasn't. <laughs> and there's Kato, who was made famous by Bruce Lee, one of the best fighters in the world. And the Green Hornet TV series back in the fifties and sixties was awesome. But they made Okada this this sidekick Okado. To Samoa Joe, who wasn't even being like a Green Hornet character, so it really made no sense at all. It was just horrible. It was awful. I'm going with Okado. Okay, then. All right. So what? So what? What happens? What happens? We gotta have a couple big things happen throughout the match. We gotta have, uh, and then we gotta have a good like finish, a good build up to a finish. Obviously, Doink comes down in a tiny car. No, Doink comes down in a giant car, a big old VW bus. And he's driving, and he opens it up, and you'd expect like a ton of clowns. No, it's just the one horn swoggle. <laughs> Doink doesn't even get out of the car. He stays in the car. He stays in it. Doesn't start the match at the beginning. He, he, he hangs out. He's listening to music, man. He's listening He's listening to Beef Sticks podcast. He can't get out right now. Can. He's busy. He'll be in there for a couple of hours. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Golga 
trying to eat gobbledygooker, just like some Swedish chef sort of shit chasing around the turkey in the Muppets <laughs> Christmas special, like, you know, he's got a he's got a Rick Sanchez stuffed doll now because that's the new South Park, you know. So he's got a Rick Sanchez stuffed doll in Hergy Bergy. You know what? Hey, now that we talk about it, you know what's ironic, Pasty? Do you know what? Golga, the, the the human before he became Golga, was in a tag team with another guy who had a really horrible fucking gimmick that we talked about but didn't put on this list. Do you know what that would happen to be? Hmm. We talked about but didn't put on the list. Yep. Hmm. Shockmaster? Golga and Shockmaster were Earthquake and Typhoon, the natural disasters. Oh, shit. (laughs) Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, fucking Golga was um was Earthquake, who is, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name now? Fred Ottman played Shockmaster, who also played Typhoon. And uh, Golga was Earthquake, who was also Shark in WCW. Oh, I can't think of his name, and I feel like a horrible person now for it. Because he's, he's, he's actually a very talented man, especially for his size. Uh, I just... Oh, oh, Tenta. Uh, John Tenta. John Tenta. So, yeah, John Tenta played Golga and Earthquake. And Fred Ottman played Shockmaster and Typhoon. <laughs> just a little fun trivia stuff. there for you folks. <laughs> now back to the match. At some point during the match, everybody's knocked down for a whole six minutes. Six minutes. Except for Hornswoggle. Who takes a sweet time, sets up a ladder, climbs to the top, and is just still not tall enough to reach the briefcase. <laughs> and he great. tries for five minutes before the gobbledygooker gets up and knocks the ladder over and lays an egg on his face. All right. We haven't done anything with uh, And Max. from the egg hatches El Torito. El Torito. We haven't done anything with Max Moon or Heidenreich. I don't, I don't know what you do with them. Max Moon was just a, a, a bad gimmick, but there's not. I mean, he was the space guy. He ran around. He was. It was supposed to be Conan, but then uh, I don't even remember who ended up doing it. It wasn't Conan, though. Well, there's a reason they haven't been talked about. Everybody's wondering where they were. They were advertised to be in the match. Finally, Okado pulls down the briefcase only to have it fly out from his hands as it is a spaceship. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're teleporting. With Max Moon and Heidenreich piloting it. All right. And they, uh, yeah, there you go. And Max Moon and Heidenreich stole it. And Heidenreich's supposed to be like a German evil guy, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then they land the, the spaceship. He was like thing. a big badass rock listener with blonde spiky yeah. hair. Yeah, he was he was just and red horrible tights. in the ring. He was like And, and a love poetry. He had everything going for him, and then the bell rang, as Bruce Pritchard would say. <laughs> <laughs> and then Max Moon and Heidenreich land their spaceship that's being carried by wires up on the entry ramp. 
and they take the briefcase, and instead of getting out so their feet would touch the ground and they'd be the winners, out comes Mecha Hitler in his mech suit, and they give it to Mecha Hitler, and it was all a ploy to promote the new Wolfenstein game. (laughs) (laughs) And Mecha Hitler now has the money in the bank briefcase. (laughs) And also Donald Trump was the special guest referee. Why not? <laughs> there you go. Because only Donald Trump would award Mecca Hitler with the money in the bank briefcase. And he would. And he'd cash it in on the Jews at any time. And the very, you know what's great is the very next day he'd be on Twitter. There's people saying that I awarded the briefcase to Mecca Hitler. I wasn't there. I never, I don't know Mecca <laughs> Hitler. I've never seen him. I've heard he's an all right guy. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there, okay? But when people say that I gave him the briefcase, I wasn't there. I don't know. That's fake news. It's fake news. I don't know. Uh, this is. I've heard that Mecha Hitler's mech suit is huge. It's, it's the best. It's just. It's, it's great. Tremendous. He wants to rain down hellfires on the Jews, but that's his business. I have no idea his business. I don't have a problem with the Jews. It has nothing to do with me. I, I love Hollywood. I watch movies all the time. I love the Jews. They're my favorite people. The Jews love me. Got nothing against the Jews. If he kills a few Jews, that's him. I didn't do it. I don't know, but I don't stop him. That's him, not me. I never met the guy. My accountant's a Jew. I love him. I give him so much money. So he says, he says, Donald Trump, your money's the best. It's tremendous money, Donald. I don't know. That's a good, uh, I'd watch that money in the bank. Fucking <laughs> Bobby Lashley, I don't know. He's got to be in there, I guess. <laughs> Can't have Donald in a pay-per-view without without Bobby Lashley being there. Well, son of a bitch, Pacey, I think we made a whole show. We made a whole show. We made a whole show. Fuck. It's crazy. It's wild. People are wild. The whole, the whole damn system is wild. <laughs> but we thank you for putting up with us. It was fun. This was a good day. Yes. I, I thank you from the tip of my consensual penis. Yes. And my balls do not consent, so they are not thanking you. What do you say? We want to play the, the new Smash single for the folks? That's it, folks. We're done. We're out of here. Stick around for Enzo's penis, which is coming at you right now. Consensually. We are live from Brooklyn, New York for the 25th anniversary of sports entertainment. We will be live in two dozen languages in over 100 countries the Come on, it's the 25th anniversary of wrestling tonight. And if you knew anything about commitment, you wouldn't be asking me to go to the store for you. Now let me say and do my work. You fucking piece of shit in that wrestling. Come on, you let me do my job. 
mean? What do you mean? Oh, oh, hold on, breaking news! Listen up, you sloppy jalopy son of a bitch. Sitting on your fucking couch with your fucking phone in your hand. Doing your armchair detective work, thinking you know what the fuck's going on. When was the last time you kept a two-month social media silence? You think I wasn't going to say shit? I'ma let y'all talk shit, talk shit. If I had a fuck to give, I would give it. Feeling froggy, ain't got a leap. All you gotta do is rivers. Putting on a zero fucks giving exhibit. I got nothing to lose. Minute for minute, then a minute to win it. Sky's the limit. Sorry, officer, gotta admit it. Yeah, I'm over the limit. Left car now with a one-way ticket. Rolled up with it, sparked that bitch. Turned on it now with it, let my lips. Pissed like slits, bitch, I just shit it. Eyes full of hate on the crazy eights. Uh, let's see y'all pivot. Ball my court, bounce back, ran number 24. Walk shit footprint right off my image. Wow, I just love, cause you can Listen, double that sword, once I love, once I hate, either way I glitch, I ain't dumb, what's he gonna say, what's he gonna do, got him on the toes like a midget, out of here, no, couple red roses, I'm a gimmick, couple tears at the funeral, they cry tears of joy at my funeral, yeah, they cry tears of joy at my funeral, still I rise, from the ashes like a phoenix, middle finger to the sky, gripping my Consensual penis, lying ass hoe out in Phoenix. When I say this shit, I mean it. Fuck you, Marks, I hate it. This for all my fans are waiting. Entertainment's hottest free agent. Bitch, I'm reincarnated. Gucci, wet you dirty, baby. Faggins is bliss, so is innocence. This apocalypse, guilty till you're proven innocent. Ass back is bullshit, is it? Putting that pudding was proof. Uh. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, bitch. Pudding ain't got no roof or land. Nah, I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch. Uh. Nah, I ain't Bill Cosby, bitch. Proof was the only ingredient I used to make this shit. They can feel when you real. When you genuine, you buy the win. Six years as a raw model. Time to start the green model. Going for the throttle. I ain't thinking about tomorrow. I ain't got a buck to bar. Lawyer up and wipe it down. See you at the civil trial. Bitch, some wages getting garnished. Uh, bitch, some wages getting garnished for my image that you tarnished. I ain't asking for an ounce of sorrow. So this was day my life. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for tomorrow. Rockstar lifestyle might not make it. Fame can be forsaken. Tweeting allegation, falsified statement, fake news and defamation. Do the media speculation based on misinformation is the basis of damnation for our whole fucking nation. Break a story, and then you jump to conclusions. Break an ankle when you land and never cast a resolution. Never, no, no, well. TMZ owes me some restitution in the midst of dissolution. Choosing public prosecution over constitution ain't the right solution. Gender persecution hurts the Me Too movement and our women's revolution. The fuck you do? All of you that have ever been abused, you scream me too. I stand by you. I stand by yeah. you. But for the wrong for the abuse, justice long overdue. So here's a big fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, for me to you. To anyone inside of me My dear mama's still fucking proud of me You got your 15 minutes, girl I ain't mad at you I'm my love for you I got me against the world And still I rise From the ashes like a phoenix Middle finger to the sky Gripping my consensual penis Lying ass hoe out in Phoenix When I say this shit, I mean it Fuck you, Marks, I hate it This for all my fans are waiting Entertainment's hottest free agent 
bitch, I'm reincarnated! But no, that's not true because now it's done. Hey, I was, <laughs> we were right on point with each other. I could have said that. I ain't the cosmic bitch. And it would have lined up perfect. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good. I still have never heard the song. Because <laughs> it doesn't you mean air, just... it doesn't air on my headphones. It just airs to. Oh, God. <laughs> so I still, to this day, have not heard the song. <laughs> If I if I have it play in my earphones for some reason it adds an echo to to it even though it's just going to my earbuds it still adds an echo. I found oh, that out when up. we were doing our recap show so so I turned my earphones off on that. All right. <laughs> so I still haven't heard the song, but I will. And I hope you folks loved it and enjoyed it. Keep ripping your consensual penis. Yes. Check out Cowboys4Angels.com. Dante is your Newest man. sponsor of Beef Sticks Podcast. Tell Dante Beef Sticks sent you. <laughs> All right, Pasty. I think that's good. I think we're done for the week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Don't we forget, love you. Don't forget to check out Buttered Pop Culture. We've got two episodes up now. Spreaker.com. Go to our Facebook pages, facebook.com forward slash buttered pop culture, facebook.com forward slash cloud style broadcasting. We've got links everywhere. Check us out. Go to Spreaker, search buttered pop culture. And um, we got, we got yeah, two episodes up. This one is awesome. Willy Wonka episode. A lot of insight, a lot of opinion, a lot of memories from childhood. Right, Pasty? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, Although it's, the first take was better. It's, it's good stuff. The first take, we did better, but the audio was worse. So, as we try to please you fans, we redid it. And it still got bitched at because the audio was allegedly bad. It's like, we could have gave you the first draft! Ingrateful <laughs> Fox! We'll put it up next week as a bonus. <laughs> right? Um, in two weeks, we're going to put out another episode. I think we're planning for that to be the Nintendo Switch episode, folks. So a lot yes. to talk about there. We get into all sorts of video games. History of Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, Mario, what's coming, what's going. We even uh, recorded it earlier, and then we recorded an update that's at the end. So if you think we're out of touch, folks, listen to that episode all the way to the end. And we'll give you our feelings on new news that has been released on the Nintendo Switch. Noob, noob! Noob, noob! We're planning on making this an every other week event, folks, so make sure to keep checking in. Buttered Pop Culture, new episodes for you. Beef Sticks Podcast, always come back and listen to us. And Fantastic Fables is dropping in just a couple days with a brand new season. What? what? Season 2? Cloud Style Broadcasting's taking over, motherfuckers. What you bringing them for season 2 debut? I believe, I haven't decided yet, I'm still bouncing around with what I want to do, but I believe to correspond with the Nintendo Switch episode of Buttered Pop Culture, that my uh, brand new Season 2 debut episode is going to be Super Mario Panic, where I discuss Super Mario 2, Doki Doki Panic, and the question amongst all gamers, is the American Super Mario Brothers 2 a real quote-unquote Mario game. 
I get the answer is no. I get deep into that. Discuss a lot. I get you into like music production and uh, where the ideas come from and gameplay and frame rates and we I get deep into that one. So that's actually one you don't want to miss. It really it's a really passion project for me. It's a passion project for me. You 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 don't want to miss it. If you think you know about um Super Mario Brothers and Doki Doki Panic, because a lot of people are like, oh, I already know that. I can guarantee you right now, guarantee you, that there's actually a lot of information you didn't know about that you're going to learn from this one. Shit that doesn't di- get discussed. I, I really, I'm not kidding, I dug deep into this shit. There's shit that doesn't get discussed in most forums about, uh, we know the Doki Doki Panic story and everything. There's stuff you don't know about, folks. So, make sure to catch that. It's all good. And come in next week with another Beef Sticks podcast. Hopefully wrestling's gotten better. Hopefully Enzo drops another rap song, rapes another woman, one of the two, or both, maybe at the same time. I don't know. Could be good. Facebook Live freestyling while he's raping a woman. I'd watch it. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) I'm not promoting it, and I'm not condoning it, but I'll watch it. Well, with that said, folks, my name is Pasty White. I'm Fat Mac. And we'll beef you later. And we're going to beef you with our consensual penis.